Wow, what a difference. The Talkbuster Podcast. Hi, I'm Chris Chipman. You may remember me from such podcasts as the Chipman Brothers Tangent and Creating Geeks, a parenting podcast of great responsibility. I'm here to bring you back to the late 90s, early 2000s, a time of AMRAs and clamshells, a time of late fees and VHS tapes being replaced by DVDs, a time of stale gumballs and overpriced candy. Yes, that's right. I am talking about the time of blockbuster video, the Walmart of the video rental industry, the mom and pop video store killer, the corporate big choice video store that everybody loved to hate. Blockbuster is mostly gone now. Kids today will never know the crazy Friday and Saturday nights with lines wrapped around the store to rent the next big movie. No more will regulars who are in the know arrive at 10 a.m. on Tuesdays to snatch up the new rentals that week before the weekend rush. Most of all, no longer will young movie geeks like myself have the memories I, and many others like me, made while working there. You see, under all of the corporate evil and bad practices, Blockbuster was a home, a comfort, a place where I made lifelong friends and even met my wife. It is because of these memories that I, and I'm sure many of you, have that the Talkbuster podcast was created, a place for me and others to share our memories of what once was, of the before time, of the long, long ago. I'm looking forward to see where this goes, how it evolves. Join me, won't you? Welcome back, everybody, to the Talkbuster podcast, the podcast about blockbuster video and video rental and just my nostalgia and my memories um i have a very special guest for this episode um one of the original crew i worked with at the salem massachusetts store you've heard steve and paul and scott and tim um and this is andrew connor so andrew introduce yourself good sir what's going on chris uh like you said one of the original crew at blockbuster uh Employee number one nine six five seven two two five zero three two one nine six five seven. Never, never forget that. Um, yeah, man, I'm glad to be here. Glad to go down this nostalgia road with you. And man, it's just as much as pleasurable for me as it is for you. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And Andrew actually um, is, even though we're, what we were, bo- I was seventeen when I started. How old were you? Um, I don't, I, I can't remember the years we were there. Um, I know well, I started in 2001, like late 2000, early 2001. Okay. I mean, I think if you were 17, I might've been like 19 or 18. I think I was a little bit older. Um, I was yeah. Old. Yeah. I mean, we were very close. It wasn't like as far as age bracket is concerned, but I think we were both one of the younger guys in there. That, that's the, what the I thought. That's, yeah. When, when you had said you had been hired by Karen, it was like, well, crap, how much longer was he there than me? Yeah, I think she, like, because Karen was not there very much longer after my employment started before Scott came in. And then that he was the one that was there throughout my entire employment. Yes, that was awesome. So uh, before, before we get into the, uh, the meat of this, as mm-hmm. always, I just want to... Uh, Mention the names of my $15 or more patrons from my Patreon. That's Mason, Christopher Finnick, Patricia Chipman, Hugh K. Campbell Jr., who goes as Green Goblin on Twitter and was also a um, guest on one of the earlier episodes of the Talkbuster podcast. Um, yeah, so get on over to my Patreon if you liked hearing those names and want to hear yours or if you want to get other cool bits. Um, if we get those numbers up high enough, I'm going to give away a signed hooded sweatshirt from the folks down at the block or over in the blockbuster at bend oregon the last on the planet and also um this today's podcast is brought to you by the geeks with shields podcast your home for is good and nerdy and this is the darkest timeline go over and check out their show i've been on a few times we did a spielberg smackdown we've done a kevin smith smackdown to figure out um the last or if we left one movie from both of those directors around, what would it be? Um, I've also done a couple movie reviews with them, and they've been on a recent episode of Shooting the Shit with Chippa to discuss uh, Warhammer 40K um, and all that fun stuff. So go check them out. So back to Andrew. So this was 2000, 2001, Salem, Massachusetts. Where did you grow up, Andrew? I am uh, originally from Lynn. Uh, um, yeah. Grew up in Lynn and Peabody, parents split, uh, went to school in Linfield and Danvers, 
Um, but pretty much Lynn was like my stomping grounds and a little bit in the hot because my grandparents lived there. But yeah, Lynn Mass. Born now, and did, you, did you grow up in Lynn near one of the two? Because um, your father owns, owns or owned, I'm assuming owns, right? Connor Real Estate. That was actually my grandfather's uh, real estate company. Yep. And, you know, uh, all like my aunts and uncles worked there. Uh, That was on Euclid Ave in Lynn. Mm -hmm. Um, Nope. I was like more more near Lynnshore Drive. Okay. Um, Up and down the beach, you know, Swampskit, everything like that. Um, Yeah. I just, yeah, I'm a Lynn guy. Me too. I actually live on Magnolia, which I can, you know, it's probably like a two minute walk to. Connor Real Estate. From yeah, right you're here. right off Flax. Yeah, Flax Pond, correct? <laughs> yep, that's oh, wild. I used to I used to drive by that every time I went to Blockbuster, and I remember one night you saying that. Oh yeah, no, that's my family's business. It's like, oh, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, Small sure. world. Yeah, I I definitely remember. I watched your uh, your it was like a five minute uh, vlog that you made while you were canoeing on Flax, and I'm like, I know exactly where you are. <laughs> Yeah, those those vlogs are fun. I I started doing it to talk about Endgame because uh, Bob and I got a chance to see it early, and that people loved it. And I'm like, oh, I'll just keep doing this. This is fun. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, why not? You know who really enjoys them is Scott. Is Scott has almost no social networking presence. It's like a personal decision of his. Um, okay. And which is really cool. Um, but it's really hard to get a hold of him because of that, because he's yeah. he's stayed a good friend of mine, but he's out in Western Mass, so it's it's hard to get a hold of him. Mm-hmm. But uh, he watches every single one of those video logs, and he he'll oh, send me cool. a message like once a week, like breaking down like how good cool he thinks <laughs> they are, and I'm like, all right, that's awesome. Yeah, you got a fucking like a you know a, a non social media critic, like a, a direct critic. Right, it's pretty good. I like it. I like yeah. it. So, um, so that's a, uh, yeah, man. So, what ended up? Why Blockbuster, Andrew? Well, how'd you end up there? Well, it was just like I I needed to get a job out of. I think I I think I was going into high school, and I was like, all right, I gotta get a job. And I thought, you know, I'm into movies, into video games. I'm like, why not Blockbuster? I mean, you know, I understand everything they're toting everything they're peddling you know the movies and the games and all that stuff so i was like you know like give it a shot i show up there fill out the application uh they were hiring at the time the lady was like you have no history you have no experience but hey we need the help so karen was like okay you're hired and yeah and it's the the thing that i find the funniest is that for the last seven years i worked in and around basically a not debt collection but i worked with uh people that were behind on their mortgages and i yep. remember being working at blockbuster being like hey you owe four you you have a late fee of four dollars and 19 cents being a debt collector when my first job and having people like scream in my face about it even though it was their fault <laughs> it's 419 oh my god like oh geez you, oh yeah, and they were brutal. They're brutal, dude. Like, you know, like you drop it off, and God forbid we scan it in time. You know, they dropped it off at you know four a.m. But like we didn't open until whatever time, and it didn't get clocked in the night that they thought they returned the video. It's like, dude, like this is all a manual process. This is not the way we look at it now. It's not Redbox. This is just. All right, Andrew, go over there, empty the bin, scan them all back in, and rewind them. Oh, the rewinding. Oh, my God. Yep. And it was right next to the shrink wrap machine, which I remember being bored as hell one night and deciding, what would it be like if I shrink wrap my own hand? And oh, that was did that. Yep. It's like, oh, my God, look at it. It's like a I was there for that. Yep. Yeah, I remember the reaction. Well, this is a lot warmer than I expected it to be. <laughs> oh, crap, this is really Absolutely. hot. It's my yeah. freaking hand. Yep, yep. Oh, man. What we did with our spare time in that place. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Way, way too much fun. Um, <laughs> way too much fun. So at the time, right, because that, that whole parking lot has changed up over there. So our blockbuster is now a Liberty Tax 
a bank and a Londy's sub shop. Interesting. Yeah, and that Caldor that was over there is a Oh, my God, Caldor, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. And the Shaz, of the past song. Right? Yeah. And the Shaz is still there, but um, That's good. The, K, the KB Toys is like a Planet Fitness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of nuts over there. Dude, Caldor, though, like that department store, I, to- I, I would never have thought of that store again in my life if you had not brought it up right now. Dude, and remember the ground round? The ground round? Dude, they had the best chicken tenders on the planet when I was a kid. So think about this. The ground round is now an IHOP. Think about how <laughs> dangerous that would have been to have an IHOP. Oh, right my there. God. Yeah, that would have been dangerous. Oh, it's inventory. Let's go over to the fucking IHOP. Oh, yeah, dude. Inventories, huh? Oh, my God. I never. I wasn't old enough to like stay over for them. Um, at least at the beginning, and then I just was never invited to them. But I, uh, you know, being close friends with Paul and you know, and Jeremy and all that stuff, I knew went into, went into it with the long, god long wires. And you totally, you huh? totally Denny's with us a few times though. Afterwards, I remember that. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just was never the one that was like put on inventory duty for whatever reason. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, I was always like ready and willing, but it was just like, nope, not your shift. I'm like, what am I gonna do? Yeah, it was a weird place. It was weird, but it is definitely one of the most memorable employments and the most memorable one of the most memorable parts of my like, you know, childhood, not childhood, like early childhood slash early young adulthood, like watching the transition between dvd and vhs and just being part of that whole transition as a whole which is even now outdated you know even dvds right now you know are not the same you know if you have a regular like sd standard definition dvd you're like what you know i have it i've got a copy of like one of my original copies of snatch it's like looks like crap all right yeah yeah Snatch is such a good movie. Oh my god, dude. It's one of my favorites. That got totally got me into Guy Ritchie. It really opened my eyes to like the whole British scene and like all that. Like just I love it. Like I'm big Peaky Blinders fan. Oh um, yeah. You know, like that they're they're just their movie making industry is something else and equally amazing. Um like Layer Cake, which is like probably my favorite favorite movie ever um yeah i mean uh, working at blockbuster in the time that we were there was something that definitely shapes like how i feel about movies nowadays especially like just or even in general oh yeah dude we got there right on the it was still in the middle of its huge upswing like it it kind of peaked in like 2003, 2004, and we were we were right there. Yeah, we were right there for the crest of it. That was amazing. I, and you know, it, it's hard to hard to explain to people. I mean, we had like ten rewinders going. Yeah, full time, and we weren't a franchise store, so we couldn't charge people for it. No, that was a thing. Like they, like the franchise store could charge people. Could charge a non rewind fee. No crap. I did no idea about that. Yeah, we yeah. just had to like suck it up and deal with it and just, you know, run that machine until it broke. It's cool, you know, there's a common thread with everybody I've had on here, whether they were, you know, people like you that we got to work together or if they're people I've never met. And everyone always says it's either one of the most memorable or the best jobs they've ever had. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hands down, like both. Best and most memorable. And it, it's such a cool thing to me because the company, while it was around, was looked at as like the cynical, like corporate, oh, you know, kind of crappy thing. And I, I never looked at it that way when I was working there. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that. I mean, I we were in like an, we weren't in like a mental mindset 
like because we weren't we hadn't been employed long enough to like understand like the corporate part of it. It was just who was in the store, who were your fellow employees, what movies do your buddies like, your you know fellow employee buddies like, and like what's available to you. It really didn't. You know, I didn't feel like I had any means of like or any thought process of like a greater power. It was just like what's in front of you and what do your current buddies while you're working like and what are they going to tell you that they like versus what you like exactly and you know scott scott and, and steve and everybody said the same thing it's like oh man it wasn't like oh bummer what's going to happen at work tonight it's all oh, i can't wait to get to work and find out who i'm working with yeah exactly scott, if, if it was me, or, me and you and paul closing the store it's like all right around 9 or 10 p.m it's going to slow down one of us is going to get sent over to the ATM with Paul's card, and yep. he's going to call up Mandy's, and we're going to get a Sonic Death Pizza. Yeah, and you know, and then you and I had to clock out because we were both seventeen. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh my God, I still, forgot about that. We'd still hang out in the store and eat pizza, and I'll close. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Paul is like stuck in the back counting money, and you and I are both off shift, just like, yeah. Hopefully, he's done soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, uh, I forgot about that. You're bringing back memories, bro. Oh, yeah, Paul. He 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 still brings up how how he's like, oh, he goes, and then uh, we were there for like two hours because the money was never freaking right. Cause no, was, it was never right. It was uh, never right. Because it was like who, who, you know, forgave a late fee but didn't collect on it or – God no! I mean, who the fuck knows when it comes to? Sorry, if, you know, swearing. No, I try yeah. not to, but, um, but yeah, I mean, there's so many factors that could make the till go awry in that store. Oh yeah, easily, you know. But yeah, man, I remember uh, I like a vivid memory of mine, and I actually spoke with Steve via uh, Facebook Messenger. I remember being out like out coming into work and seeing this bright yellow firebird. I'm like, that is the coolest shit I ever freaking saw. And I walk in and I'm like, hey, guys, look at that fucking car out there. Who the hell is that? And Steve's like, yeah, that's me. And I'm like, oh, my God, mind blown. Because it was so cool looking. It was so different than anything out in the time. And, yeah, I'll, I'll never forget that car. You know, I had, I I had, a, I had my old firebird, but nothing was that that friggin you know in your face it looked like it had like giant nostrils and it was like oh, yeah. gonna that, just rip your face off just for looking at it did you ever get a chance to ride in it uh he did give me a ride in it once um i don't think you got to open it up or do anything crazy with it but i just i was just happy enough to be in that car because at the time it was probably the coolest thing i ever saw we used to drive down into lynn when, when him and I and Jeremy would close. Yeah. Him and Jeremy would be in the front seat, and I would be in that joke of a back seat. That, <laughs> that crawl space. And um, I'd sit there, and he'd get down 128 as far as you could get, like off yep. Walnut Street, and yep. just open it up, up all the way up 128 to Denny's. And oh, those, wow. those memories, man, with, like, the sun coming up, especially if there was, like, an inventory or just – flying up the street we'd have like um metallica or thrice or something blasting yeah uh oh man best times best it times. Really, they were they really were and like i love taking this nostalgia dive with you because it's like they really were like there was there was no s given there was nothing better to do it was just go hang out with your friends do some random shit at the store and then you know, then leave whatever time you got let go. You know, it's like it's like watching clerks. It's just like go hang out yep. with your friends and do your job, and then leave, and then still hang out with your friends. Did you see Kevin Smith's rebooting Jane Silent Bob Strike Back? Uh, I did, buddy. I'm so stoked about it. Yeah, uh, we're we're gonna try to get if if you're up here when that comes out, you should get in touch with me because we're gonna try to get as many people as we can together. Do we have saw... any idea when it's coming out? No, the, the claim is sometime in the fall to winter of this year. 
But he I, hasn't. I, might, I, I could probably throw. I could probably get my ass up there at least for you know, if it's a weekend or even like a couple days. That'd uh, be cool. Yeah. I'm trying to plan a group outing to get like Scott and everybody because we all remember we must have seen that because it played over at Hollywood Hits. Yeah. And we we just get off of work and I'll go. Mm-hmm. You know, I I'm I'm sure you know this from looking, but I don't know if you knew. My wife, Sarah, who I married, was the Paul's friend who I was dating at the time. Yeah, I did know that. I I, I remembered like that 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 like that weird connection. I knew there was something deeper than you just marrying Sarah. Like she, yeah, she was somebody she else. Come, she used to come to the store to hang out with with all of us because she was Paul's friend. Okay. It's so random. And her and I got back together when I was in high school, uh, college, um, separate from Paul. Me, both of us hadn't seen Paul in years. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, I mean, I knew where he was. He was working over at Showcase Cinemas in Revere. Right. But like, yeah. we, we, and, and so like, we reestablished that connection. It, you know what I mean? I know. It's such a small world when it comes to that kind of thing. You just like, people and then all of a sudden bam years literally got two kids and your house and land and I mean life legitimately speeds the hell up oh yeah you know what I mean like I'm 35 and it's like what the hell happened where did it all go like I've been down in Florida now for going on my 15th year and I I, I, I couldn't tell you what the hell happened I mean You've I can tell you eventually Years? Oh five, dude. Fourteen years. Holy I moved here. Man. I mean, I moved here in September of oh five. It was gloriously awesome. And then, literally a month after I moved here, Hurricane Wilma rolls in, and I have no power for three weeks. And I'm literally camping in the state of Florida inside my house. Like, Jeez! Wow. What um? What and brought you? there my dad had bought a house down here and he's like listen do you you know uh, i have a house down there do you want to go try try out life down there you know um i was at marion court at the time um i had finished my freshman year in college um and he's like it was it was the summer and he's like you know go down there for a week and tell me if it's something want to do and you know my sister was you know really serious with her boyfriend at the time and uh, this was like I get down here and I was like fuck it let's give it a try and 14 years later here I am you know I went to I, I did my my I've only I've only got two years of college under my belt but still it doesn't matter I got seven years of uh no eight years of mortgage experience down here under my belt um met a ton of people down here um, I do, I would much rather deal with the severe, severe, like God awful heat that we have versus the God awful cold that happens in the winter up there. Um, mm. I mean, it's, it's equally nasty because when it, it's like, if it's negative two outside and you really need the heat in your house, think about it on the other end when it's 91 and hundred percent humidity, it's just as dangerous to be outside in the sun without conditioning it's it's just as dangerous it's like it's a it's a different it's the other end of the spectrum but it is just as dangerous like you can pass out from heat stroke and get all kinds of damage you know all it's just as bad It, it ac becomes as important as heat and but you know now my sister's down here my dad's down here my mom is a snowbird now. She was living here for a long time. She just moved to Michigan because my brother-in-law, not my brother-in-law, my stepbrother has a kid and she's going to help nanny them. Um, she was nannying my, my niece for the year, that first year she was born. But, um, you know, I'm super tight with my sister, super tight with my dad, my family, my friends. Uh, but this past week, uh, when I, when I missed you, but the 4th of July was like probably the coolest weekend I ever had. The coolest week I ever had. Just really getting to be back north and 
appreciate where I came from and just, you know, look at it in different eyes. Oh, yeah, of course. Especially not being up here for that long. Like, yeah, I mean, it's like I, I look at my, you know, I was there with like all my, my cousins and my aunts and uncles and I'm like looking at like how it's like, you know, you, you, you really do, you suffer for those months, but those summer months are just so incredibly beautiful. Oh, and the other thing is when I flew in, we had to land in a different way in Logan. So we literally flew directly over Lynn. I have never seen Lynn or the North Shore of Massachusetts from the sky. And it's I cool, got the huh? op- dude, it's so cool. Like we went over like Lynn, like Lynn Woods, over Gannon Golf Course. Like I think we got kind of close to Marblehead. And it was just this green kind of like totally mind blown like i'd never seen it from the air and it was just it was super cool that's awesome yeah Yeah, i've spent a lot of i spent a lot of time on um on twitter and fans of of these shows i'll see that they'll say oh we're coming to boston who has ideas and stuff to do and i just unload on them all the cool stuff to do it's amazing like you know i all I do is think about getting to other parts of the country because, I mean, you, you, you forget how lucky we are here. Oh, with all sure. this stuff. I have I have at least five or six friends here that are like, why haven't you brought me to Massachusetts? Why have you not shown me Boston? Why have you not shown me Salem? Why have you not like, you know, and then then like even New Hampshire, for example, is like even a whole nother thing. Like I I can I have a on my nightstand. I have a mug that i got from fun spot and yeah that is my mecca that is my happy place fun spot in new hampshire cannot be touched as far as i'm concerned it is the best place on the planet we went there for my bachelor party oh dude heck yeah dude that isn't that awesome awesome. dude my brother rented sick my brother rented a party bus and drove drove me and my friends up to Fun Spot. Oh God, that's so cool! And so we got trashed on the way to Fun Spot, and then walked out, and it was awesome because you know they have that like little bar restaurant at the front. Yeah, I walked in and I just walked in the front door, and I'm like, I'm getting fucking married. <laughs> and the lady was like, Sir, this is a family establishment, and I walked up and went, Ma'am. This is a bar, and I don't see any children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was in rare form that day. We had a blast, though. We had so much fun. Yeah, we just I played mean, video games all day. Yeah. And then and then we went to Cat, um, Pirates Cove Golf Course, yep. right? Mini Golf, yep. Yeah, and we were the only people on the course. So we had a blast, and the, the two teenage girls running it were dying. We were like... You know, rolling down the hills and stuff. It was oh my god! And then we decided we were hungry, so Bob had the putty party bus pull over to the side of the highway, and he had pizzas delivered to it on the side of the highway. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking that that that. Yes, yes. It was yes. so much. Yes, yes. Awesome. Man, yeah. I w- I, w- I used to go to camp. I was a camp counselor for years in a camper at the same time um for years and like all, every wednesday every you know that one week that we got every year wednesday was the morning was pirates cove and the afternoon was fun spot like oh it was oh i i i didn't really care too much about mini golf because i just knew that i was gonna entrench myself in the old school like wing which was like way in there and then gone the second or third balcony floor and i was just like gonna play tron and galaga and spy hunter and like any other like old school game i could think of space harrier you know oh yeah all that stuff you know i I didn't play i never played anything for tokens or tickets i was always like i've given like a you know ten dollars worth of quarters or tokens i am gonna go just bury myself in games i don't care what i got out of it except for what the joy i got out of it when's the last time you've been there shit uh 
probably 10 years, if not more. So they've declared it the National Arcade Museum. I that's cool. I mean, I did see the that special about the whole uh, Donkey Kong competition. Did you watch? Did you watch the movie, The King yes. of Kong? Yes, I did. Oh, so good. So when you go to the area with all the old games in it now, yeah, they one it's it's just like it used to be. They didn't like go and you know like change it or anything, but they have all eighties music playing in that room, oh, and they oh, next. Game. Uh, they have a picture of the person who holds the world record for that game um, with it, which is really cool. Well, it's funny that the guy, that guy, the like the the bad guy, Billy or whatever, that long haired like mullet kind of dude. He has yes. he had his restaurant is about twenty minutes down the highway from my house. That's funny. It's it's nuts. Like me and my buddy Andrew were, at, you know, a long time ago, like probably like five years ago, we're gonna go there. Never ended up going there. And then I know that he had all, like I think he had all his like, all his claims to it like stripped. Like he yeah. he's no longer like even in any type of documentation because yeah. he came up with a bunch of ludicrous fake shit. Yeah, God, I loved that movie. I actually won tickets to see that. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you Did you ever see the um the the I think it's a documentary or movie uh, about Phil Fish and Fez, and how he like. Did you ever play Fez? Yeah. Yeah, and it was like a thing where he was at like an E three or some sort of conference, and he like. I forget. He just like like it kept failing or something kept happening and he was like losing his mind. Am I wrong? Yeah. I've just never heard of it. It's probably the truth. Yeah. There's no, I've, I've watched it. I mean, it was just like, cause he, he came up with Fez and then he had some other game that he was working on and he had a booth at the conference and it kept breaking and it kept messing up. And he just was like, had no mental faculty to like maintain and he was just like he is like a slow spiral into madness watching this guy lose his mind. <laughs> yeah, dude, you get you next time you get up here, you gotta get up to fun spot. It's they do it right. Yeah. And I mean, luckily where we're at, we have that little slice of heaven that is Salem Willows, which is yeah. not nowhere near as big, but it's Nostalgiaville, no matter what. Oh, it's still great. You know what else they've done? They uh, they, they converted the bottom of the old Salem jail into a um, restaurant. And no re- way, really? Yeah, so the building itself is, is condos now. But the downstairs is a restaurant called Bit Bar. And oh, it's like okay. a, it's like a, you know, like kind of hipstery um, craft craft drinks and um, okay. food place, but it's all video game themed and it's just filled and it's not a big place. So there's not a ton mm-hmm. of them, but it's all classic arcade machines. Oh, that's cool. It's a really fun place to go. Um, yeah. We know. have a place down here called glitch and it's um, similar. Just you kind of craft beers. Uh, it's like, they always have like a, like it, it feels like walking into an old arcade. Cause it's like they, they I don't know if they, purposely do it or whatever but it always seems like there's like a low fog on the ground um and you know they have there's not like real 80s music playing but like it's definitely got that feel and then in the parking lot they have like a huge mural of like david bowie and like um uh jimmy hendrix and stuff and it's like it's definitely got that kind of 80s throwback feel um and everything in there's all arcades and then there's another place called um, Tenth Level Tavern, um, where you walk in and they have emulators everywhere, um, and, and there are they have a bunch of like TVs and stuff that are open to people that want to bring in their Playstations or their Xboxes or their Game Cubes or if you want to play Smash or Street Fighter or whatever you want to do. Um, but it's funny because I had been going there since its inception. It started out as a 
a bar called Another Castle, just like, you know, sorry, Mario, yeah. you're Princess Another Castle. Turns out they couldn't keep the name because in Seattle or somewhere in the Pacific Northwest, there was a pinball park slash restoration company called Another Castle. And they oh. ran into a naming convention issue. And they wouldn't come to terms. Like, even the bar was like, listen, we'll promote you, blah, blah, blah. They were like, nope, can't have it. Um, oh. And then the second name was called Power Up Pub. Um, but apparently it just didn't really do anything for their clientele. It didn't help them do well. And then they finally landed on 10th Level Tavern. And it seems to be doing really well because they've established more space. They bought out the, the neighboring little suite so it's bigger now but yeah like we have some pretty neat places down here as well you know i mean nothing will ever hold a candle to salem willows but they got they got some stuff in the interim and it's you know for the time being that's awesome that's awesome yeah 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 i i love that old places to play arcade games yeah, it's just, it, it, there isn't anything, like, like the Salem Willows just invites adults like us that grew up with it and little kids like my niece or your kids to just, like, it's like, come in and have fun. Like, unfortunately, where I'm at down here, and, and it seems to be the thing, is that now they have places like Dave and Buster's, which are still fun, but yeah. it's like, they're either, they're either pointed directly at adults like us or they're pointed directly at the kids like you know boomers like we have boomers which is basically like uh what's the one that's in puberty there uh bonkers it's just you know it's like the same it's like either adult pointed or it's kid pointed there's right. nothing that's like right in the middle where you could be sitting there playing simpsons with you know, you could be 10 years old playing with a 30, 35, 40-year-old person, and it's completely normal. It's just they don't have anything like that, and I think it's just it's lost. It's either pointed in one way or the direction, one one point, bleh, one demographic or the other, given on, like, what kind of, you know, capitalistic model. You know, it's like, you, what are you going to do? Right. You know, and it also changes the type of games that are available and what kind of, you know, the little kids, all they want to do is pump money into token machines that give out tickets. You know, yes. so like we want to play a game that like I'll I'll spend ten dollars on one game, but I want a game like playing Time Crisis or Golden Axe or Ninja Turtles or X, you know, X-Men, like something like that. Oh, like, man. I don't mind spending the money just to see the end of the game. Right. Right. Oh, man, Salem Willows. Yeah, I was very kind of... I was sad, but not sad too bad, because my niece is just going to be two. I don't think she's really old enough to really appreciate it yet. I think when she turns three, I'll make a point of visiting there with her so she can kind of really enjoy it. Because her attention span right now is like 15 seconds. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, if it's not Elmo or Abby or Sesame Street, it's, it's, it's not there. But that <laughs> will be as long, as long as that place is open... Or even, you know, if anything, God forbid, it, it, you know, something happens where it's no longer, I'll, you know, make sure that that is something that she experiences. Because for me, it's, you know, a huge part of my, my, you know, my history, my love of video games, my love of everything that is that kind of stuff, you know. It's basically unchanged, too. Like, all the food. Which is, is yeah, it's so. so nice that it's like that. <laughs> like, you go in there, and it has never changed. It's always the same, you know, and the games update a little bit, you know, there's a little change here and there, you know, they got this machine that's newer and that machine that's a little bit newer, but it's like the feel never changes. The restaurants don't change. The park hasn't changed. It's just, it's, it's this little like time capsule that is so freaking amazing. And, you know, we're very fortunate to be people that have, you know, been able to spend 
time and money there because it's just it is it's a it's a it's a timeless piece of history it really is man and so so was blockbuster it it you know it felt like it was going to be around forever i know I dude like, forever like, i never thought in a million years that that place would ever phase out right it just it seemed too ingrained yeah i think we had no like i i always tell myself that I wish I could go back to my like 17 year old self or even 15 year old self and say, Hey, listen, by the time you're 30 or by the time you're 35, everything you want to see, every movie you want to watch will not need to go to the store anymore. Everything is like, like, I think I would blow my 15-year-old mind out of my own head. I think I'd probably have a stroke if I told my 15-year-old self what is available on a device the size of you know, playing cards. Right. And, it, yeah, it just phased them out. Like, I mean, DVDs were one thing, but, like, you know, the end result, the, the, the end-all be-all was Netflix with their, their mailing... DVD stuff. I know Blockbuster tried to keep up with their own mailing in thing. Um, I'd never subscribed to either of them. I think my mom had Netflix. But as soon as people had the option to A, um, mail it, I mean, it was super convenient. It was like you had this many days, and as long as it's scanned in the mail by X, X day, it's back. There, you weren't waiting for me or you or Paul or Jeremy or whoever to scan them back in. It was like once the mailman scanned it, it was returned. Exactly. It was brilliant. And then when they brought in the streaming, it's all over. Did you know, I, mean, yeah. I, I didn't know this while we were working there, but I've learned this after being on this, doing this show, that Blockbuster actually turned down Netflix to buy them. They didn't lead this, so Blockbuster didn't allow Netflix to buy them out. No, the other way around. So Blockbuster, when Netflix was a fledgling company. They had and the they, Blockbuster had the opportunity to acquire Netflix. And go they, and go in on it with them, and they turned and them they down. Because they thought that they were already the bigger, you know, yep. bruiser. And, oh, wow. Yep. Wow. Think about that one. Sure. Yeah, that's nuts. It would have been a very different place. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So I, I mean, I, I interviewed this guy. Um, his name was Matt Lynch. And if you ever get out to Seattle, you've got to find this place. It's called Scarecrow Video. Okay. I don't know if you've listened to that episode yet, but they have a hundred and forty thousand physical copies of VHS, Laserdisc, DVD, Blu-ray movies. They're, I do think I listened to that episode. Yeah. And I just, I want to like just walk through there and look at everything. I mean, how big must that place be though? It looks... I mean, for, well, for like, I mean, Laserdisc, DVD, like that kind of thing is, you can fit that in like a room. But to have that kind of space for VHS? Yeah. Holy shit. And then I found another place, I forget the name, but you can find, like, out-of-print VHSs for rent, and you just pay, like, a security deposit on them, and they'll mail them to you, and, you know, they don't really care what you do with them. So I was thinking of doing that with some and, like, um, digitizing them. Oh, wow. (laughs) You know? Yeah. That'd be kind of cool, too. Absolutely. So, back to... uh, you know, we, we jumped around. Um, what were some of your favorite memories from from Salem, from the store when we were working there? Um, okay. Do you remember Churchill? Oh, yeah. I remember the funniest thing. One of the funniest things I heard about him was that he's, he was like, I think it was right around 2000. He's like, the, the word of the millennia is I, A-I-G-H-T. And mm-hmm. he swore by that shit like it was nobody else. He was like, yep, everybody's going to be I. That's my word. I, you know, I put my name on it, blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't know if I have any really, like, 
I mean, I was big friends with Paul. Um, yep. We used to hang out all the time. Um, it was just, I, I remember like a couple times, like, you know, when they had to do inventory, there'd be a few bottles in the, in the back, but I was never a part of it because I wasn't young enough. I was wasn't Dude, old you, enough. I remember like the manager's, the manager's desk, like having like, I'm like, all right, I'm clocking out, getting ready to leave. And I look over and there's like three bottles of whiskey and two bottles of vodka. And I'm like, all right, yep. inventory night. But, you do know, you I had to get out of there. Do you remember, were you at Denny's the time after inventory where we all realized at the same time that we left a bunch of empties all over the shelves? I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> and we had to go and clean the store up at 8 in the morning before it <laughs> Yes, I do. I do. I do. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about that shit, dude. Oh, it was wow. nuts. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's funny. I have, like, like the one of the things that I have just as Andrew, I have, like, a photographic memory of any building or any type of place that I ever spend more than just, like, a pass-through. So I can, like, vividly remember the exact layout of the restaurant. I mean, the restaurant, the store. Yep. Um, you know, and, like... I think I told you I, I bought like my first DVD player I bought was like a hundred bucks. I bought it. I had it forever. My mom actually had it forever and only recently had to get rid of it because it was just no longer working. It just, you know, shit the bed. It was this gold Panasonic, huge, wide, flat thing. Um, and I remember buying it and just being like, yeah, got my first DVD player. This is amazing. You know, it was my... My blockbuster discount. I remember. I oh, the other thing I remember is uh, being able to order DVDs that like in at the time we had no means to like really order them. Like I remember I ordered Ninja Scroll. Oh yeah. Um, like I ordered like a bunch of like anime stuff that like you like we just didn't have anything like Amazon or anything where you could just buy like really like off one-off like titles and i remember like buying like i bought a kira special edition i think i bought kiki's delivery service yeah um, like i bought like I, that was like right when i was really getting into anime and i was just like shit i have like access to this catalog like i'm gonna order all this stuff because i can and i'm gonna discount because i'm working there like hell yeah because i yeah definitely uh, aeon flux um all that kind of stuff, I was just like, sweet. Like, I mean, like, gobble this up while I can. Because there was, like, unless we went to Harrison's or, you know, some other comic book shop, you would ha be hard-pressed to, like, sit there and scan and try to find exactly what you wanted. You'd be spending, like, an hour looking through thousands of copies of Dragon Ball Z and, or, you know, whatever, like Gundam Wing, um, just to find that one title that you wanted. Absolutely. So you're so talking about rem remembering the layout of the store. Do you remember that creepy hallway to the back door that we never used? Yes. Do you remember that there was still a Pokemon Snap machine in there forever? No. Yeah, there was. If you looked back there, I guess someone broke in the back door and finally stole it at one point, like uh -huh. a little while. But there was an old busted up Pokemon snap machine. Do you remember those blockbuster Pokemon snap machines where like it was just a TV and a box with the N64 but if you hit like enter at the end it printed out a photo from the game? Yes! Oh my god! Yes! Yeah. yeah. For Pokemon snap that was that random like it's like we're gonna play Pokemon but you're just gonna have to take pictures of them yeah, with this random N64 peripheral. Yep. Yeah. Wow, I didn't. I had no idea there was a machine like that back there. I mean, you know, we had the. I know a lot of blockbusters had that kind of like. You want to play the game that's out right now? We can do it, but no. Or the Directv for some reason. I don't remember. I I remember Directv being one of those things that we were like pushing for whatever reason. Um, it's funny, poetic justice wise, that you know when Blockbuster finally got dropped by Viacom. Um, and that was like the death knell when they started like dying out. The Dish Network bought them, even though like uh, they were hawking Directv. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, I, I think I remember. I, 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 
somehow sold somebody on DirecTV one time, but I wasn't familiar enough with the process. And I think I had to like hand it off to Paul and be like, hey, listen, this guy is like ready to sign up, but I have no idea what I'm doing. I just sold I sold them on it. So can you please continue the process of like actually signing them up? Because I don't know what I'm looking at. Um, That's funny. Yeah. And then it's funny, like one of my, uh, again, visual kind of things. I remember like looking through the video games and I remember how we could rent. I think we could, what was it? We could rent anything for free, but if it was brand new, we had, to, we had wait. to wait a week or a month or something like that. And I, Two I, weeks. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I'm not really sure what the video games were like. I don't know if that like it adhered to the same thing. But one of my favorite games right now, um, even though the last one wasn't that great, is Deus Ex. Um, oh, yeah. Human, Human Revolution and Mankind Divided. And I will always remember seeing that box, that title, whether I think it was playstation 2 um but never renting it always just looking at the the cover art for some reason it was never ended up renting it but it's funny that the, it ends up being like one of my all-time favorite like action rpg games ever of course of course those are great games do yeah. you uh what was your do you have like a like a memory of like a big movie that came out that was um, like just ridiculous snatch. to rent. Snatch, yeah. Okay. Snatch. Yep, Snatch. Well, um, we're there, yeah. Memento. Oh, we went and saw uh, Memento. Remember that? Yep. Um, snatch, Memento. Um, I mean, Snatch is the biggest one. Uh, no, no, you know what? No, 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 no. The biggest one was Fight Club. I remember exactly when it came out. I had yeah. no idea what it was about, and like one of us convinced me to see it, and I was like, it literally changed my mental mindset for movies thus forward. Like that was like probably the biggest like catalyst as far as Andrew loves movies was watching Fight Club because it came out. I remember looking at the the cover art, not really understanding it, didn't really have any interest in it. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, Paul, Jeremy, Tim, whoever, Steve was like, watch it. And I watched it and it was just like, holy fuck. Oh, yeah. This is amazing. Like, this is what? Like, wow. You know, just like completely mind blown. But yeah, Fight Club for sure. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And then after that, kind of led into like Lockstock, Snatch, all that stuff. But no, Fight Club, yeah, hands down. I, it was so good to get that many rentals. Like I would just rent everything. Yeah, like, I was just like, um, oh, like oh, I like the cover art. Let's rent that. Oh, I remember. Cool. I remember Session Nine and Donnie Darko. Session Nine, dude, that was another one. Oh, you know what's another big one that I remember and I'll never forget is Unbreakable. Oh, I yeah. I recently saw Glass, and that yep. was amazing to watch all three of those, you know, between Glass, uh, Split, and Unbreakable come together. VDA slash VHS when we were there. Yeah, un Unbreakable is so good. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. What was the one you just mentioned? Uh, Donnie Darko. Donnie, oh my god, that's that one I kind of uh, I remember coming out, I didn't see it when I was younger, I think I only watched it like for the first time like and really appreciating it as like I think in my early 20s yeah. um, but it was just, I mean that movie's another one of those something else kind of things where you're just like wow, like you know, you really don't know how to really take it oh um, yeah, oh yeah you know that like remember uh, the, the quantity of movies we used to get in was just insane oh yeah i remember like they the, would the, all the yeah like i like yeah that's really that's nuts to think about that i remember like it would just be so many vhs tapes 
in DVDs, and it would just slowly no longer be there. People just kept them, didn't return them, broke them. Yeah, it was insane. Uh, oh, do you, you remember like the 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 uh, the constant struggle with the um, the DVD lock jewel cases, trying to get oh, those yeah. things to unlock. Yeah, those yeah, like those they... like yellow yellow like little shafts that would like slide in. And then and, those snapping. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, you can't get these out. Snap. Want to bet? Tim Tim remembered this. Do you remember the trail of blood from the... <laughs> were you there for that? I think that was a Tim thing. But, like, the guy, like, they followed a trail of blood to a guy walking out the door. He had cut himself trying to cut open a DVD. No. Like, we're pretty sure you tried to steal this DVD we found covered in blood. How, how did you prove that? Because the trail of blood is leading to you? <laughs> no, no, no. I never heard about that. But that. Do you remember all the all the posters Scott would put in the uh, in the bathroom? Like the Fight Club poster? Yep. And do you remember Jimmy Neutron? I mean, I know what it is. I don't know about... Do you remember the poster? No. All right, so... You should listen to the second episode I did with Steve. Okay. But so me and someone, it was either Steve or Tim, were walking along the new release wall and we were like just make stu saying stupid shit, you know, about movies. And there was a movie with a quote from Roger Ebert that said, Erotic, gorgeous. And I said, Oh, come on, that's the same thing he said about Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> and I guess there was a storm meeting that I wasn't there for where they defaced a poster of Jimmy Neutron that had been hanging in the bathroom and they saved it and gave it to Steve as a wedding gift. <laughs> and Steve epic. gave it to me like the night I recorded with him and him and I read them all off of it and they're bad, dude. It is the most immature, homophobic terrible stuff <laughs> and, and it's just bad but it's hilarious at the same time one of my favorites that's like that's not really really offensive just says the critics agree it's 90 minutes long <laughs> it's like that's awesome oh shit yeah yeah we had a lot of fun oh yeah i mean i'm so glad that that was like my first like foray into like the world and you know, like, you, you, you know, you make good friends and learn how petty people are about the fact that they don't want to pay $4 because they haven't returned their videos on time. I'm oh, yeah. 17-year-old debt collector. It's so funny. I've heard Paul say the same thing. He goes, it's really funny that I was a, you know, small-wage debt collector because that's not what I do for work. Yeah, I worked in I worked in loan servicing for like my my entire like my like until I got laid off recently. I worked at this company called Bayview Loan Servicing, and prior like maybe prior to three years ago, um, we all we were doing was trying to fix the people that were affected by the 08 like you know bubble where like everybody was yeah. just getting like properties for nothing, and now they're like way behind. And now like okay, well I'm not effectively collecting debts but it's like hey we know you're behind let me try to help you but it's you know in the same vein i'm like oh my god my first job and my most recent job are doing the same kind of thing just pinching money out of people yeah but um yeah i mean it's I mean, I could sit here and I, I, like I said, I'm just like picturing the store in my head. And oh, yeah. I mean, I, I could do this forever. Um, what I was going to say is yeah, we've, we've been doing about an hour and yep. um, it's, it's late. So do you, do you want to play a silly movie game I came up with? Sure. I don't, so you've probably heard this on some shows, but I'll, I'll do the quick spiel. This is right quote, wrong movie. Um, okay. It's a game that me and a buddy from my current job came up with on a lunch break one day. Cool. And um, the idea is it's played like Cards Against Humanity. So I sent you 10 quotes. Yep. So 10 quotes are your hand of 10 white cards, right? And uh, I've yeah. got a hand of 10 white cards over here. And you uh, and I are going to pick at random movie titles. Just like I'm going gonna to throw a number into a random number generator. And um, um, what did you just do? 
I am just trying to... To find where those were? Yeah. Do you want me to send them to your Facebook messenger? Yeah, that'd be dead? perfect, yeah. Cool, I will do that while we talk. Um, cool. And uh, so the idea is a random movie will be generated from you picking a number. My connection yep. interrupted. A network change was detected. I don't care. Just bring me to Facebook. Um, anyway, and um, uh, then you and I are each going to throw a quote out there that we think best fits that movie but isn't from that movie, and okay. hilarity will ensue. For, right, example, cool. for example, if someone asks if you're a god, you say yes. That quote's from Ghostbusters, right? Yeah. The Passion of the Christ. <laughs> I think we're gonna need a bigger boat. It's from Jaws, right? Yeah. Titanic. Okay. You know? So what so, so one of us sh shouts out a movie no, title no, or, or a no, quote. No. Um, no. So, so you have a, you have ten quotes. I have ten quotes. Okay. And I am in. So for round one, we'll just get right into it. So round one, give me a number between three and one hundred and forty-five. Um, 98. 98. All right, the movie title for round one is Airplane. So you have to pick a quote of yours that you think would be funny or, you know, ironic or unique or just fits really well with the movie Airplane. Okay. And I'm going to do the same thing. So you go first. All right, I got Uh, all right. Hey guys, which one of these make, which one of these makes me look more like a doctor? Me playing saxophone or me listening to saxophone? My favorite quote from that movie, and that's perfect <laughs> in Airplane. That's awesome. Yeah, have you have you seen Ghostbusters twenty sixteen? Uh yes, I have. It's hilarious. I love that bit. Which so one of good. these pictures makes me look more like a doctor? <laughs> I'm a recent. I'm a recent and hardcore fan of Kate McKinnon. She oh, is yeah. amazing. She's unbelievable. She, she's out of her freaking mind. <laughs> and it's great. Yeah. All right. and my quote is, I can't believe we said no to free beer. <laughs> that totally fits, too. And that was from Tremors. I still think your quote wins, though. Okay, All cool. right. So round two, three to 145. Three to 145. Pick a number, um, yeah. 121. Dawn of the Dead. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Just so you know, I'm printing this game out on cards, and I'm bringing it to my live show, and I'm going to play it with people. Because this is going to be awesome. All right, I got it. Um. Go ahead. You should you should read your Bible, sirs. You'll find all kinds of types of weird shit in there. Like, did you know Jesus was a Jew? <laughs> I love that quote. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna get medieval on your ass. I think that fits better. Yeah. Uh, you know, it like it works better with Dawn of the Dead because you know it's Dawn of the Dead. I love I love that James that clerks quote though clerks too right and there's another good one which is if you've been reading your Bible sirs which Bible the Holy fucking Bible that's which Bible <laughs> I'm not even supposed to be here today so good all right one more three to one forty five um eighty three birth year you know what's funny my internet just came back oh cool <laughs> that's right we're doing the Toxic Avenger. Oh, wow. Okay. Toxic Adventure. Love means never having to say you're ugly. <laughs> Is that an actual quote? From the abominable Dr. Fibes. No shit, because I know the original one's from Love Story. Yep. Um, I guess I'm gonna say <laughs> put the bunny back in the box. Nice, <laughs> nice. Oh, the Toxic Avenger is so good. Yeah, that's so, a cool so, game, dude. That's isn't it awesome. fun? 
Right. Yeah. So, so, so I'm going to print it. I'm going to print it for real. Played at the show. I've played it on every episode of of all my random podcasts for like two months now. Yeah. And people love it. So I I want to get up to about 500 quotes. I'm at 250 right now. Oh, cool. And when I get up, I'm going to try to kickstart it, turn it into something real. Oh, hell yeah, dude! I'll throw money at that for sure. Hey, is your um, is the is the is the the live show going to be like video recorded or is it just oh, yeah. audio recorded? It's going to be audio and video. Yep. Oh, oh cool. Yep. For sure. Yeah. I'm I, I I'm fortunately not going to be up there for it, but I definitely want to see it. Oh, absolutely. No, dude, it's going to be great. I can't wait. But um, I am super tired. And so yep. I'd like to say thank you so much for joining me here, Andrew. And we should do this dude, again. Thank you so much for having me. I, yeah, absolutely. It's been an absolute pleasure to walk down this fucking road with you, dude. And seriously, if you're if you're planning on being up here again um, and you and you have advanced notice, I'll try to get, you know, a whole bunch of people together. I'm sure everyone would love to see you. Oh, yeah. hell yeah, dude, for sure. I just wish I had more. I, it's funny. I had the longest trip in a long time this past, you know, early in July. But it was the one time when I was literally like, like, oh, no, we're going to this. Oh, we're going to do this. No, oh, dude, that's this. awesome. Yeah. Please, the most important. Yeah, of course. But, you know, then, well, uh, I, this, is, this is great. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll stay in touch for sure. You know, I'm, like I said, I'm definitely a viewer. And a subscriber, so uh, nice. I'd love to have another chat with you sometime down the line. And um, okay. yeah, man, thanks for having me. Of course, and I, you know, I, I love doing this show, and I'm glad I'm glad both people that you know lived it with me, like you, um, are latching onto it so much, and that new viewers every day. It, just, it seems like I hit on something really cool here, and I uh, I can't wait to see what keeps happening with it. Hell you know? yeah, man! Well, thanks. Uh, no, th thank you, Andrew, and everybody else. Thank you for making this a talkbuster night or day or whenever you're listening. And please be kind. Rewind. We'll talk to you guys soon.